Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hands in. Problem right, well, three. Oh, oh, yeah, we just go straight into it? Let's just go into it. Let's do it. Yeah, right. We're streaming now on Facebook Live. Uh, we're about to do the Egg Chasers Rugby podcast on Sunday, the, what is it, 30th of October. Uh, you'll be listening to this probably on Monday or so, at some point this week. Boy, yeah, and also, boys, we have to have the hands in because someone's just actually requested it. Oh, so, well, if they requested it. Put the hands in. Uh, right. uh, uh, hands in. No. Come on, reach, Phil. I've, I've pulled the glute. Uh, yeah, I've pulled, pulled it back. I pulled the glute. Hands in, <laughs> metaphorically, pod on three. One, two, three. Pod. Hello, Egg Chasers. This is the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the number one rugby podcast made by people who just love the game of rugby but don't take it or themselves or the game too seriously. Uh, I'm Tim. That is JB. Hello, Tim. Uh, that is Philip. Hello, Tim. Uh, we are just three mates who love the game and we're going to talk about everything around the game of rugby as we build up to the Autumn Internationals, as we look back on a weekend of domestic rugby and all sorts of other stuff in between. Remember, as people already are and are leaving comments and messages on Facebook, uh, that's where we're streaming live right now. And Sunday nights is normally where you can find us. We normally bob out a little message. Just follow us, Egg Chasers, and uh, and then you'll get a little alert uh, and tell your mates and all the rest of it. Yeah, so leave your comments and stuff on Facebook. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast in the normal fashion on iTunes or Acast, then tweet at Rugby Podcast with your reactions to the podcast and leave a review on iTunes. Uh, thank you very much. We really appreciate it. We just take a moment to do that. For example... Uh, Menges, relaxed and unforced, no false banter or cheesy pranks here. Three friends genuinely love rugby, have the wit and knowledge to make you wish every podcast was three hours long. Exactly. This one won't be. Uh, <laughs> meh to the meh uh, says, this is literally three guys shooting the breeze about rugby. Uh, <laughs> the guys are just chatting in a man cave, and what a man cave. Yes, it is. Uh, so what easy to listen to, uh, very knowledgeable too, plus there's hardly any chat about the Pro 12, which is great, because it's a second-rate league anyway. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, and <laughs> I can't... I Now, thanks to these boys, I can't go a day without saying, on day, boo! <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if there'll be any Aussies on debut. And finally, Tavers99 says, firing on all cylinders, five-star review, and says, it's the best Apprentice podcast with occasional <laughs> rugby coverage. 
Yeah, we did get into The Apprentice a bit last week, didn't we? Did we? I don't remember more, that. Oh, yeah, yeah we did. We really got into we, it. More than we should have done. <laughs> Probably, yeah. So this week we've got... Uh, I've prepared a rugby social. Uh, uh-huh. it's, it's one of you's prepared a quiz, right? I have. Oh, good man, Phil. And uh, we've got lots and lots to talk about. Uh, this is also going to be a week when, if you follow us on Facebook and Twitter, you're going to get some behind-the-scenes British and Irish Lions action. Yes. Uh, because we're going to be... At the, I mean, lovely, lovely polo shirt you got on there, Phil. It's very nice. Lions top. I spoke about my uh, the, the track top I was wearing the other week about the little details on it. The little details on this really make it stand out. There's a little uh, embroidered NZ twenty seventeen thing on there. There's Beautiful. Some emb- embroidered dashes on the back. It's all about the details. It, re- it? it really is makes such a difference. Well, we're going to be spending a little bit of time with Gats. Um, you two will be. I'm unfortunately in work. Yes, uh, we'll be spending some time with uh, Warren Gatland. And you're right there, JB. No, I'm what not. I'm doing? very confused about some <laughs> some things. I'm not sure if anyone can hear us or not. I'm waving. I, I don't know. Anyway, let's just carry on podcasting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we'll be spending some time with Warren Gatland on Tuesday. So just keep an eye on Facebook and Twitter and all the rest of it. Um, right. Where, where, where do you want to start? Because, I, I mean, I will just put a little caveat in before I start the podcast. I've spent the last five days away in Greece, and I've got back about, well, landed back in Manchester about 20 minutes ago. Yes. And your travel schedule sounds like a nightmare. You've been up since basically four in the morning today. Pretty much, uh, yeah. It was stuck on the tarmac, which is lovely. You know, if you're going to get a delay, what you want is you want to get put onto the plane yeah. into your seat and then find out you've got a two-hour delay. That's yeah. what you want. So, yeah, lovely. But annoyingly, they made up just enough time to mean I can't get any sort of refund. But there you yeah, go. they push Bastards, you. Eh? They push you through. I'm I'm actually chasing a refund from uh, Vietnam Air. I'm owed about four hundred quid, yeah. something like that. Yeah, good they, luck with that, mate. They just refuse. Yeah, they just completely refuse to pay any refunds. Yep. Good. <laughs> good. <laughs> <laughs> Rugby. Rugby. Yes. I've caught up with as much as I can. I've watched virtually everything. Yeah, oh, good I've man. watched a lot, a lot of it. Probably just under enough to be knowledgeable. <laughs> so we've got the Autumn Internationals to build up towards. Uh, one, uh, how about um, I'm going to pose a question? Okay. Uh, so Exeter Bath, I caught up on. Yeah. On the wing for England, Rocker Dagoony or Yard? Because it's probably going to be Marlon Yard. Well. It's it's a very interesting question because the the two incumbents are both injured, uh, precisely Watson and Noel. Mm-hmm. Um, and where do you go? Yeah, like you say, uh, in Australia, the first test I think Yard played, didn't he, when Noel was out? Um, so he would be the the most obvious choice. However, I can say from personal experience because I've got them both in my fantasy rugby draft team. Uh, Yard is not playing well, and Rocker Dagoony is playing very very well. Yeah, yours not played well for a long time. He does some very strange things, like this little chip around. Um, when we, uh, on the weekend, he kind of just put it on his toe. He's not a very skillful player. Well, you know, I think when you're not that naturally gifted, you don't need to really work on work on your skills too much. It depends what you mean by skills. As a elusive runner, he's very very good. Yeah, but that's just a gift. But, isn't it? That's just a talent. But he's not even been doing that particularly well. Um, he hasn't been changing direction like a bumblebee these days. Yeah, house yeah. fly. House fly. <laughs> and when you compare him to Tim Visser on the other wing, who's looking in absolutely tremendous form, he is, other wing he? for Quinns that is, it does. And Mike Brown indeed in that back three is playing very well. Yards not standing out at all. Whereas Rocco, 
I mean, not only did he score that last minute try, but all, oh, in the, this this week, but the his performances all season have been consistently outstanding. So you'd say Rocco, based on form in the Premiership, is in there. How about the consistently world class Johnny May? Well, Johnny May, he'll be on the left wing. Who I saw this weekend was he consistently world class again? He looked outstanding. <laughs> he did. Do you know what he's... In the bits I've seen, tell me if I've got this right, because as I said, I didn't see the whole game. Um, but he looks like he's as quick, but maybe like a little bit more powerful than he than he was. He's, it's an interesting injury to come back from, because it was his um, ligament, wasn't it? Knee ligament, yeah. wasn't it? So it's a very... Ooh. For someone so quick, it's very difficult. But it looks like he's rehabbed very well, because, yeah, he looked powerful. He was changing direction very yeah. well, and when he gets... He only got a handful of opportunities in that uh, pretty dull game on Friday night. Or I, I thought it was a dull game on Friday night. He did look very good. Tell me this. Um, why is all the talk about Johnny May when actually it's his mate on the other wing that seems to score every game? Who? Sharples. Sharples. Every game. And they look kind of similar. Mm, they both wear those long... long they, is, in fact, they both, are they both still wearing long cycling shorts? Yeah, long cycling yeah. shorts, yeah. especially where uh, May shaved his head. They, they, they look very similar. Johnny May has his socks up, or they both have their socks down. Both have their, their perennial sock down wearers. Yeah, they are. <laughs> you know, it all stacks up. Um, yeah, he had a few chances a few years ago, didn't he? But never really done anything since then for England. Well, he's never been picked. I mean, I'm not saying he should be picked, but he has never been picked. Hmm. Uh, do you know how many tries he's scored? I think he's got about five this season. I guess. Look. Well, that'll e- be equal to Jamie George, top try scorer in the in the Avicii Premiership. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking him up now. Is is another question? Why while, while you're doing that, is Jonathan Joseph Four. the player he was two seasons ago? Interesting question. Because when was the last time you actually saw Jonathan Joseph beat someone on the outside doing yeah, it on, on, on an outside arc, break? Which he used to be so good at, yeah. and he keeps getting caught now. He tried doing it in the last few minutes uh, against Exeter. He yeah. tried going outside Henry Slade, and Henry Slade tracked him pretty comfortably. Um, I'd say attacking is a question mark. It's, it's probably he's defended more tightly now because people are aware of mm, how potentially how good true. he is. But the best players. Everyone knows how good they are, and they still do things. I do think his his all round game is still pretty good. As in, he's an intelligent kicker, which a lot of people probably don't give him credit for. His hands are generally good, and his defense is pretty good because he's not the biggest centre in the world. Um, so I, I think I would still have him as my starting outside centre. Um, and the other options, Elliot Daly, who is excellent in every single department apart from his defence. Yeah, big question marks over really. Right, well, all right. Well, here's one question then, as because it leads us towards the autumn internationals, and we'll talk about some of the rugby that's been going on. As JB's pressing more buttons, what, what are you, no, you thinking? What's going on? And the lights are changing. There's, uh, yeah, no, we're not changing the lights yet until the quiz comes on. No, no, the uh, the, the camera. Oh yeah, the, uh, don't you worry. Don't Facebook worry about live it. Live camera. All right, good. Um, it's a little distracted, isn't it? Courtney Laws is the latest England forward out of the autumn internationals. Which means you're th- you've got three second rows. Three who, who would probably be named one, two, maybe three, maybe four on the yeah. same sheet. You've got a captain and hooker, barely, f- barely match fit. Played you've got three, g- fr- three frontline second rows out. Yeah, and you've, you've got no seven. You've got no seven. So Eddie Jones must be having a little bit of a headache. So I thought we can collectively help Eddie out, pick his pack for him. 
and yes. just make his life a little bit easier. He can just he can just crack on um, with just dominating. Um, <laughs> besides, so, so we'll pick his pack. So would you go, So big question: Does Dylan Hartley, because of his captaincy, deserve the hooker spot? Good question again. There are lots of good questions today. I will say this: um, Austin Healy made a very interesting point about him not actually caring much to play for Northampton. And he did it, made it twice. So once was in print in the Telegraph, and the second time was actually on match day. And he said that basically, he, um, he Dylan Hartley, it's very suspicious how he's just getting fit for the Autumn Internationals, and that maybe he needs to have more priority placed on his club game and less on his international game. Stinging. Interesting. That It's interesting. I mean, he is England captain, so his priority... Well, his top priority should be England. But with that said, he's also, I believe, club captain of Northampton, so it's got to be pretty high priority. I think it's um, Healy reading it a little bit too much into this. I, I think he's just been unfit, and the timings of his fitness um, haven't been great um, over the last year. He, he has come back to fitness around the Six Nations, around the Australia Tour, so he hasn't played for... For Northampton that much, but I think Healy's reading far too much into it. There. Do you pick Hartley? South Africa, big physical test. Yeah, you, you pick Hartley. Do you pick Hartley? No. Pro- providing providing he's, he's fit, I do pick him. As in, he's properly fit. Yeah. Um, do I pick him? I would say, as much as I like him, and I do like him a lot. I think he's probably one of the main reasons England play like they do now. I would say I'd probably go with um, Jamie George. George. Jamie George. Jamie George. Okay. There again, if you bring Jamie George off the bench as an impact sub, he's some impact sub. Yeah. No, I, the reason I have him is for his captaincy ahead of ahead of all else because I, I think he's demonstrated um, the leadership he can bring and the decision making in tough spots against uh, Australia in the summer tour. He had a few difficult decisions to make and made them correctly. Um, and I don't know who you'd revert to if he's not the captain on the field. Mm. I, I, I go Hartley. I go Hartley uh, for continuity. And Mako obviously is the one. And 100% tight head Dan Cole sorted. Yes. yes. Done. Although I still think that it would be nice to have one of those young boys uh, pushing Dan Cole quite yeah. hard on the tight head spot. It'd be nice to I get think Dan Cole a bit more. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's any other option. No, no, really. Dan Cole no, no. starts definitely. So, 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 that, so that's our front row. Right, here we go then, second row. Launchbury gets gets the, the, the number four shirt. Yeah. I think it's important to have that kind of balance. So is Atwood just more of the same? And is that an imbalance in that kind of England second row pairing? I don't th- I don't think so. Um, they're both... They're both outstanding locks, actually, and they both do get round the park um, quite a bit. Um, you could, you've not really seen it much, but you could potentially play either of them as a auxiliary back row because they their work rate is so good. Um, so I, I would say you wouldn't actually lose anything by having Atwood. And if you saw the game today, Atwood had a tried disallowed where he went in from about uh, 30 yards and stepped Henry Slade. 30 yards, more like... Uh, yeah. It, just, it was just it was outside the 22 when he received the ball. Was it really? Yeah. There you go. Okay. D- but d- what about the line-out game? Does that weaken that at all? Uh, good question. Because South Africa will come 
hunting that? Good question. Um, I'm, I'm just killing you it with are, the questions with your today. Questions. That's that's, that's all I can do is ask the questions because yeah. I haven't seen all the rugby this weekend. Because <laughs> you obviously do miss a line out. You don't have an eight who's a line out forward. Yeah. Because Billy Vanapola doesn't jump like a Sergio Parise or a Kieran Reid, for yeah. example. Um, but he does go up for Saracens. Yeah, but o- only occasionally they never actually throw the ball to him. He's always a dummy, dummy, jump, yeah, a dummy, dummy jumper. Because um, mm. it's difficult to lift someone who's yeah, so sorry. Going back to the second row, do you pick Atwood and Launchbury as your locks? I don't think they've got another choice really. Uh, answer that. I think the next one down would be Michael Patterson, Kitchener, K- Kitchener yeah. might be in the set. Slater. Yeah. But they're, they're not even in the squad, are they? No. So, well, so who's the other guy in the squad? There must be someone else. Uh, well, there's five in the squad and three of them are injured. Yeah, but they must have called someone else up now, no? Well, they've called up... I've seen they've called up Tom Wood, uh, obviously as a back row, but he is a, a line-out line specialist a line as out. a back row. Yeah. So that uh, so that might suggest that you're going to go with the two heavier guys. Well, Tom Croft's got to make his push for the Lions at some point. <laughs> <laughs> so it makes sense when did he call him up. When did he last play a game of rugby? I don't think it matters, does it? Lion, Lions, Lions, Lions is coming. Yeah. Lions is coming. Um, all right, so that, so that so, so all right, so we got Atwood, we got we got Launchbury, and our back row is Billy Robshaw because Rob Robshaw's not a seven, can't put him seven <laughs> under any circumstances. Well, Eddie Jones seems to have gone back on that a little bit I, in the week. Yeah, I read um, his comment that said um, he's still got the six and a half jersey, so that extra half point uh, moving up to seven <laughs> isn't, isn't oh, really a big step. <laughs> so he's going going back on basically everything he's previously said. Um, so we could I, see, I, we, we could all see... don't think it matters too no. much, but he kind of made a rod for his own back yeah. by, by making such a big deal out of it, didn't he? Well, he never thought he'd get the England job, I guess. <laughs> so we'll go uh, Robshaw and Vanapola and Robshaw Vanapola. He, he hinted that Harrison Mona. was the, f- the 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 main guy. Do you know yeah. who I'd give a go to if he was fit and he's not been fit? He's only just really come back. But Callum, Callum Clark. If he can, yeah, he's only had a couple of games. I like um, that boy a lot. Yeah, he's very hard working. I'm not abrasive. I'm not so sure. Yeah, but I'd, I'd, I'd like international. I want yeah. someone. I want like a Rolls Roycey type. Pascal yeah. player. Yeah, but he's injured. The, yeah, Rolls Royce type. Um, mm, abrasive seven. Uh, who else could they look at? Well, I think the other option is actually moving Robshaw to seven and then play. What? Then play possibly Nathan Hughes. Yes. Well, that, that was what I was going to say. What are the options that Nathan Hughes brings? Uh, another ball carrier, so Rob yeah. Shaw will have Ooh. to do even more work. Yeah, but that's <laughs> what he's good at, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah and you've got those two second rules, they put in big shifts as well. So you can you can have the option of Nathan and Billy both ball carrying. Mm. I, I like that. Mm. I very much like it. Uh, that, that's a little thing, then. Uh, so I'm, I'm talking to Twitter, at Rugby Podcast. And to people streaming on Facebook Live right now, yep. Uh, just your England pack, and we can come back and we'll go through some of those. Or next week when we build up to the South Africa game, we'll we'll go through some more of those. So uh, yeah, um, just one one further point about um, Nathan Hughes playing. It actually does take a lot of pressure off Billy because Billy, yeah. Billy is so overutilized. I mean, we we highlighted well, during, during the six. Well, we highlighted during the Six Nations that. Um, in virtually every game, he himself carried for more meters than the entire know, rest, of, rest of the England pack, including the subs. I tell you what, you should be more excited about are the carrying prospects of his brother. Because yes. if he starts carrying, even you know, half as well as Billy, he you know, is... having a Billy and a half is an amazing <laughs> prospect. <laughs> well, and then a Nathan Hughes. Nathan Hughes, yeah, you've almost got two and a half Billies. Yeah. 
Um, he is caring very well. But Billy, again, he's in my fantasy draft team. I'm terrified because he does so much work. I'm terrified he's going to get injured. Yep, rightly so. I mean, every England fan should be terrified about the health of of uh, Billy Vinopola and if he's in your fantasy team be even more terrified exactly I feel like I, I can only imagine the amount of stress that Mark McCall must go through oh yeah well imagine like imagine the stress that he's under now because he's lost Toji and Cruz you can, yeah. you can lose one of them sure no yeah. problem and Hargreaves yeah yeah they they desperately need I mean they've been linked now with Will Skelton potentially really yeah weird one well well, they just need a world-class offer for, for, oh, for a month. Yeah, for a month. Yeah, a couple of months, short-term deal. Oh, it's interesting. So it's yeah. who's available short-term. and he, Super Rugby doesn't start for another two months. If he's not in the he's not in the Australian squad, therefore he is available for a couple of months. Is it, uh, is it nearly Super Rugby time again? Yeah, it's, uh, end of January, isn't it? It starts February. Uh, yeah. normally, normally starts about the same time as the Six Nations. Um, I was thinking today, what is the best job in rugby? That's a ge- genuine, genuine question. Okay. Uh, best job. Like, if in you're rugby. a player, which is the best job? If you're a player, yeah. Player. So obviously, you want to be a marquee player, right? Because you got the big salary. Yes. But you don't really want to be a marquee player in France. No. Because you get you have yeah. to play every second of every single game. Yeah. And you want to be important enough that they drop you for. The small matches, but not so important that you play in, play international rugby. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, for example, no, no. But the best job in rugby, you'd want to play international rugby. Yeah, I that's true. You would, but would you turn down being Nick Evans? I mean, he's got. I tell, I tell you, who I think might have the best job, certainly in the Premiership, might be Jimmy Gopeth, because they don't. Re- you know, he, potentially when everyone's fit, he's only going to play every other week. So it's not particularly dangerous compared to to other people. <laughs> he must be the, one of the marquee guys. No, he's not. Is he not? No, no. And he's on a very, very healthy salary. Well, it, it, he won't be on Cipriani money. Do you not reckon? Well, no. Oh, I think he will. No, because he wasn't. He was brought there as um, a second choice, wasn't he? Yeah. Surplus to requirements. Uh, Danny Cipriani was brought. No, sorry. No, Gopeth was brought there as second choice. No, he's, wasn't he? he was brought as first choice. He was he, from he, Leinster. He was second choice behind Good, wasn't he? No, um, that's why Good left. No, he had a no, season. He brought that as together. a season with Good starting no, and Gopeth behind him. He started, so he brought us no, second choice. Gopeth started last year, right? Good left last year. Yeah, but the, the year before he wasn't there. The, the, the year before that was his first year. Hmm. hmm. So fifteen. Okay, maybe. Yeah, Absolutely, right. it was. Okay. Hear me now, believe me later. Now that I know I'm right, I'll get a lot more bullshit. <laughs> Told you, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it'll be on decent money. Yeah, because he's got. He came from like ex-European champions, and he and actually, but he was never starting there. I, I would say best job in rugby is being either the All Black captain or. All, all black, black star star player, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> or being the all black, uh, an all black superstar, so so that they spend two years wrapping you in cotton wool, not letting you play, yeah. and then yes. easing you into it, ready for a World Cup. Yeah, that, that I mean, count up the number of games Richie McCaw and Dan Carter played between World Cups. Well, when yeah, I, and Conrad Smith, all three of them had Conrad six, Smith. six month sabbaticals. Yeah. Well, when I tried to Love it. who uh, Drew, Drew Mitchell, right? He said 
since he's at Toulon, and if it's changed, since he's been at Toulon, he's not made a single tackle in training. So maybe, <laughs> so maybe it's been one of those boys. <laughs> yeah, that is quite good. It's not not bad as well. Yeah, I finished training. I'm just gonna go and uh, sit and drink coffee on the seafront on the med. Yeah, oh, I'll be all, be all right. That be all right. Um, that was a good question, JB. Yeah, just thought what, that was best great. job in rugby. Great questions. Yeah. Podcasters, podcasters, <laughs> are the best job in oh, rugby, uh, without a doubt. All of the all all of the fame, none of the risk. <laughs> <laughs> so so fame. glamorous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got recognised at your. Oh yeah, played uh, played at Thorns and Cleveland, who are a nice nice bunch of lads, and I actually got actually got recognised. Uh, laughably, they they didn't they didn't recognise Phil. Go on then, Tim. What do you mean, go on then, Tim? All right. Well, I'm going to mention uh, just I've I've written down a couple of things that just that, that need to be mentioned. Uh, English. One story that emerged in the week. Uh, there's been a resolution, and English-based Scottish players are free to join the national squad for the full two weeks in the build-up to the autumn internationals. Mm. Um, Greg Laidlaw gave a little comment to the press on this, which was. Um, uh, he, 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 oh, I've just lost. I've just lost the the clip. Ah, oh. <laughs> oh, I've ruined it now. Um, Greg Laidlaw gave an interview to the press and um, had this to say: "If your Wi-Fi will work, JB, it's so rubbish. Uh, it's so not worth the build-up now." <laughs> it would have been good if I'd done it straight away. Why don't you do um, what John, what um, Greg Laidlaw would say if being impersonated by Jonathan Spratt? <laughs> uh, he would go, well, in a Scottish accent, no, he'd say this. <laughs> oh, no, um... Well, how much freedom he'll get get, get at Claremont's? Yeah, not not <laughs> too much. I mean, they're famously reasonable. For, he'll get a lot uh, of financial reasons. freedom. Yeah. He can pick whichever house he wants on that part of uh, in that part of France. And he can travel anywhere he wants in the world in the four weeks of rest he gets over the summer, <laughs> <laughs> in between the final and the season starting again. Uh, did, did anyone watch the Gloucester game? I did. What do you think? Uh, Wholly unimpressed by Northampton. Oh my god! Yeah. Besides King Louis, yeah. If, if, he they, is... if they didn't have King Louis, they would be an utter shambles. Yeah, completely. I was thinking again, another one way. Silly little thoughts. Who do, who do you think the two most important signings are this year? The clubs. Well, King Louis. King Louis, hundred percent easy. But well, uh, I, that, that I think that's only an important signing if Northampton do anything. But well, are they going to do anything? They would be scrapping Re- with Gloucester. relegation fodder potentially. Yeah, yeah, they really wow. would be the way the way that they're playing. They've got the personnel, but they're just not playing right. Uh, I, I, I said previously, and you scoffed at it. I think that's one of the most important Premiership signings ever. Is is King Louis to Northampton? Yeah, I completely agree. And the other guy who I think is absolutely vital and hasn't had enough praise. Is Khan Fotoli? Yeah. Oh, he has got him some. showing up at Bath has completely reinvented that entire side. And how? Yeah. yeah. But the, I think looking at him playing for Bath again puts another little question mark or asterisk next to Jim Malinder because what was he not able to get out of him at Northampton? Yeah. Well, I but thought he played well for Northampton. He, he always played well for Northampton. Mm. There is a, a key difference that Ford is a better all-round ten than Myler. Yeah. That. Is unquestionable, but, he, but 
Uh, Fotoli seems to have gelled that gelled that whole team. Fotoli, he, he's don't forget, he won a won a Premiership with uh, Northampton, didn't he? Yeah, and he's he's such a better player than the two guys behind him, Chris Cook. So I've not heard a, th- a peep off. No. And Ma- Matawat, is he even al- still alive? Is he around? Uh, I've not seen him in the squad at all. It's it's been um, maybe he's got the best job in rugby. He'll be getting a Matawa, few quid. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. It's been uh, Will Homer who's been starting on the bench. Yeah. Starting on the bench. He's been, t- been second choice. I'll tell you one scrum half who I hope we don't see for a little while, Mickey Young of Newcastle. Did you see his little dive? No. no. I've well, not seen it. And I like Mickey Young as well. Yeah, there was a ruck. It's a little clip I've seen online. It was, it was a ruck and he f- he faked getting tripped and, oh. and stacked oh, it. Dear. And the ref just said, get up, carry oh. on. Yeah. So we'll see I, if we'll see if the, the whole sim we'll see yeah we'll, I, see, we'll see if the simulation thing happens afterwards. But it probably wasn't enough for a yellow. But yeah, you should penalise it if, if the ref sees it. Yeah, maybe it doesn't have to be a yellow. Just but embarrass him. Yeah, yeah. They should get booed. Yeah. Oh, they should the be putting stocks, rotten fruit. Yeah, rotten fruit and stocks. Yeah. And another little moan I'll have. Just going back to the extra bath game. Uh, I thought Ugo Monia had a brilliant shout when he said. These scrums are longer than a Monday. <laughs> wow! <laughs> it was, it was like, it okay. was, the, the the referee in that particular game didn't really get in on top of that. And no, and there should that. have been some yellow cards dished out right at the end to yeah. Exeter. Yes, I mean, they should have been yellow carded off the park for penalty try. Yeah, then we'd be denied the spectacularness of the finish With, from Ford and Rocco. Oh, it was brilliant. Wasn't but it? I, I yeah. thought that we were going to see a. Push over try, yeah, which would be the the, the best sort of try. <laughs> <laughs> you love that. I, I bet I was thinking of you when I was watching that final camp in five meters. Oh, yeah. and you get one thing wrong and it's over. The pressure one over. Oh. Oh. <laughs> it was it was because the the first sixty minutes weren't particularly good. Yeah, uh, and it seemed like it was good conditions, but neither team it seemed that like neither team was willing to risk either going very wide or playing an, an offloading game or anything no. like that they were both just keeping it really tight well, kicking it was 60 of the worst minutes of rugby that I've ever seen <laughs> followed by maybe five really good minutes and yeah. it Exeter's season now in all competitions wins two draws one defeats five eight eight oh. eight defeats two wins in ten you know I was having a conversation with someone about this on Thursday and to me, I just think the signings are wrong. I think they've bought good players in. The same signings that pre-season we you were saying they were going to go, we're going to go and take them on even y- further. Yes, yeah. I thought they'd be a better incarnation of, mm. last, of last year's season because, sorry, last year's team because that's what historically yeah. they've done. They've always improved little by little. Well, they are missing Ewers and Armand, which makes a massive impact on their pack it, and Noel in their back yeah. line. But they, they've brought in Dave Dennis, who is a he's a good six. He's a good carries a big, but they're playing Kai work. Kai Horseman. Yeah, yeah they played Kai Horseman for years, and he's never let them down. If they do get Ben Morgan and Matt Kvezic, uh, Morgan good, Kvezic, yeah. not so good. Yeah, but yeah. Salvi long in the tooth, Waldrum long in the tooth. But, uh, see the way I way I see it right is they've got so many options now, particularly in centres. They can't settle. They don't have a settled team, and they don't know what to do. Slade's more of a problem. Then he's a help. Devoto's been pro- arguably Devoto for that reason that he, he's confused. Yeah. Rob Baxter doesn't know what he's starting lineup. Devoto, you could argue, has been the worst signing. Yeah, yeah, for that. Yeah, for that yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Not because he's played badly. I don't think he has. No, no, nothing against Oli Devoto, but just because it's it, like Rob Baxter now doesn't know 
what yeah, his best, I think what his best team knows, is. He knows that his best centre pairing, most effective to win a game, is probably going to be Hill and Devoto. And he knows his most effective 10 is going to be Slade. But then he's got his player that everyone has been speaking about as the future of England rugby for the last three years. And they can't get, get, get him in the team. You meant Steenson. What did I say? You said Slade. You said Sorry, Slade Steenson, yeah. So they can't, they can't get rid of Steenson because he is the heartbeat of the entire team. We're, we're repeating what we talked about yeah. last week, really, aren't we? Yeah. We are, very much so. But it's just magnified again today. Yeah. yeah, but they've got, as all the teams do, they've got a few weeks where they can experiment a little bit more in the LV Cup, play some younger lads, and they can actually look, analyse what's been going wrong and what's been going right and, yeah. and correct it for the, their next game. Do you know someone who's uh, might have been looking at the LV Cup to get a bit of game time and a bit of form and a bit of fitness? Mm-hmm. Big Gav, but he's out injured. First game back, oh. eleven minutes. Big Gav lasted it. eleven minutes. What yeah. happened to him? I didn't see shoulder, it. shoulder injury. Oh, yeah, I've not seen it, but shoulder oh, injury. There, there goes the autumns. <laughs> <laughs> um, Another non-winning against the All Blacks. Yeah, and a very disappointing result for for Bristol. I mean, that is sail sail travelling to to um, Ashton Gate is one of the games you have to target for a win. Yeah, sail are a as I keep mentioning, the best team in the Premiership with, with ball in hand. Um, <laughs> but they don't travel well. No, they travel terribly. Yeah, so, but they do play, ni- play, play nice rugby and they can be a handful for anyone. According to you, they play, play, they do play, play nice, nice rugby. rugby. Based on no one else's definition of nice rugby, but one that you have manipulated to fit. Because now you've met a couple of the boys and now you have to, okay, well, to eulogise about them yeah, at every okay, opportunity. So, uh, I'm not going to name. I'm not going to name drop a player, but I was talking to one on Thursday, right? <laughs> and we were talking about the differences between his new club and his old club. Uh, and <laughs> so, it's someone who left Sale. No. <laughs> okay. Um, so, what's his point about Sale? Huh? What's his point about Sale then? He says that the very that they are incredibly well, incredibly well organised outside ten. So, if you watch Sale play, what you see is you've got this like this this, this little pattern. Then you've got a pattern off a pattern. It's basically the rugby league stuff. So do you know like you get a hard soft line followed again by another hard soft line? Well, send, send our regards uh, to Tom Brady next time you see him. <laughs> it, I can confirm it was, it was not Tom Brady. <laughs> but it was an Excel player. Okay. Okay, right, all right. Um, come on, boys. I, I, we, I, I've, go, on, go on, Phil. Shall we quickly mention the Pro 12? Uh, if you I, want. Yes, I, I, Friday night's game. Well, I do not want to mention the Ulster game. Well, let me let me mention this about the Ulster game. Uh, Munster snuck a win. Somehow Ulster managed to... Give away a 14-point lead at home yeah, in the second half. And, and conspire to, to grab d- defeat from the jaws of victory. Yeah. Um, Ulster took beers and protein shakes into the Munster dressing room after the game on Friday night. Uh, Basically means they were just as generous after the game as they were during the game to Munster. But yeah, there the, the, were beers had. I'm not not sure about. I mean, I know it's 2016 now, isn't it? So I guess we should just get with it. But there's, when the headline says, "In a show of solidarity, Ulster took beers and protein, protein shakes shake. into the dressing room," it doesn't sound as good when you add the protein shakes. <laughs> even though I understand they're they're professional athletes. Yeah, need I, to refuel. I I wouldn't. I, no, the headline should be. Uh, Ulster turned up the heating to max in the changing rooms. Uh, the showers were cold. They, you know they should they should do everything in their power to make it as unhospitable as possible. Well, what they did, they've put up a plaque um, yeah. in memory of Axel Foley in the away dressing room. Oh, have they? Yeah, because Munster. So um, 
in 2012, Ulster's first away game after the death of Nevin Spence was at Munster, and Munster put up a plaque to Nevin Spence oh, right? in their away dressing room. Yeah, so it's a really nice touch from Ulster, actually. Yeah, yeah, I'd have done that. After, I'd have done that after the game. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> whichever. I'd, I'd gone to win the game, and then I then I would have done it. <laughs> it's good, very good, Jay. Yeah, glad you got your priorities right. Uh, points, points somehow Ulster managed to lose, but there were other talking points for the Pro 12, weren't there, Phil? We could we don't have to dwell on your Ulsterman. Yeah. Uh, the so there's two two big talking points from Friday night. One was the Cardiff Scarlets game, um, which I've seen the highlights. It seemed like quite an open game, but it has one of the worst refereeing decisions I've ever ever seen. Bizarre, absolutely Describe bizarre. Describe that decision. Uh, so, um, try get the, the correct way correct way round um, Scarts have kicked through one of the Scarts players is chasing back so Shingler one, one of the Aaron one of Shingler. the Blues players is chasing oh, yeah. back who's closest to the ball and going to get the ball uh, but the two Shingler boys one for each team are both chasing back after him and the Blues Shingler tackles the Cardiff tackles the Scarlet Shingler off the ball and the man who got tackled off the ball was given a yellow card yeah it was uh, I mean at least he got one of the shinglers. It, yeah, that's all you can say. Yeah, it what, was a what shingler. What was the explanation? Is it shinglers or is it shinglai? Shinglai. Shinglai. Did, did he just say that the other guy had tackled him off the ball? Because so he <laughs> pulled him back, didn't he? Or something. Well, one tackled the other one, and then the person who was tackled fell into the man who was closest to the ball. So he didn't tackle him or anything like. That. He just got tackled into him, so he ended up knocking the man who was closest to the ball over. So the referee must have. Not seeing the actual tackle and seeing the knocking over as the the foul, it was just. And, but but that's why you have assistant referees together. Hey, listen. Yeah, from uh, way around. You might have missed that, but and I, that's why it's. I saw. Yeah. They didn't go to TMO. That's either. why it's the TMO because, and uh, the referee was so. What's the word for it? What was the the attitude that he had after he sent him <laughs> off? He was, he was so certain. Yeah. Off you go. Get off. off. You go. Get off. off. Get off now. Well, this is where we go back a couple of weeks. Um, because the whichever shingler it was who got yellow carded was actually calling for the the square in the air, yeah. the TMO, and this is right. As a, as a referee, I'm going to go for, to the TMO, but it's a yellow card for your <laughs> for your signalling that, or it's a, sorry, not it's a yellow card, so it's doubled. It's a red card or nothing, so it's like double or quits. Yep. So you get a yellow card for signalling. And the yellow card for the no, foul. No, or, or I reckon he goes. No, or I reckon he goes. The, the guy signals for the for the TMO, which I again is like appealing, and I don't yeah, like. Yeah. I, don't, I don't like it. So he goes, okay, well we'll go to the TMO. Do you know what, Aaron Shingler? You're quite right. That is not a yellow card for tackling off the ball. <laughs> um, however, it is a yellow card for appealing for the TMO. Brilliant. Off you go. No, Brilliant. well I, I like the double or quits though. The opportunity no, to but that's back. that's letting get away with appealing. I've got yeah, that's true. I've got a rule change I want to see implemented immediately. If you have a penalty, right? Someone mentioned it today. There was a, a long, a long distance kick, and I think it was missed by uh, whoever's taking the kicks. For, for, I think it was Exeter, right? Steenson. No, what's Exeter? It doesn't matter. And the commentator says, well, you know, it's a shot to nothing. You know, it's still going to be a drop-off 22. It wasn't a daily long-distance long lorry driver. No, it wasn't. No. So, my, the rule for this, right, should be, if you take a kick and you miss it, it should be a scrum from where you take the kick. 
to the other side. Wow. So you're uh, disincentivizing going for the posts. Yes. Are you are you then incentivizing giving away penalties? That'd in... be, well, that would be the Jamie Roberts or, or, um, uh, argument. He made the argument that if you weaken the penalty or the or lessen the points from from kicking, you're actually incentivizing cheating. Yeah. But actually, no, because you would still. I mean, you might actually end up with more points per, uh, perversely because you go for the corner more frequently. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, mm. I I I think I'm more keen on your no knock on rule. No knock on scrums from uh, attempted kicks. I, I still want to see a game with no knock ons. I'd love to see it. Well, it else. wasn't Bath Exeter today, that's for sure. Well, no, um, that's <laughs> that is for sure. <laughs> um, talking of kicking for the corners. Um, oh, actually, should we go for cornerstone first? Oh wow. Very good. Incredible. Yeah, we should talk about our sponsors, the people that make this podcast. This wonderful surroundings that you're looking at if you're streaming on Facebook yep. Live uh, or the fine audio quality you're listening in. This is, these are the people that make it possible. Firstly, yep. the finest mail-order razor on the market. No, no, no. The finest razor you can get. You can get it mail-order in a beautiful cornerstone box delivered to you whenever you want in with whatever products you want to go alongside it. Uh, and it's no obligation whatsoever. Give it a try. Find out why it's been voted the best razor uh, above Wilkinson Sword, above Gillette. If you're using one of them, you're using an inferior product. Get the best and get it cheap as well because you listen to us. Cornerstone.co.uk forward slash egg chasers. Cornerstone.co.uk forward slash egg chasers or egg 10 at checkout. And you can get your first order from as little as four quid. Four quid, that's like the price of a beer. And you can, with that order, you will get your free engraved aluminium German precision engineered shaft with your own initials engraved on it uh, so get involved no obligation like we say but we know once you try it you'll be hooked um, who else who else makes this podcast possible um, beer 52 of course beer 52 monthly order of craft ales yeah uh, not disgusting salty kiss that will not <laughs> that will not be part that of your was, that was only at Phil's wedding and uh, apparently some salty kiss was drunk last, last night was it Phil I had a few last night yeah yes. uh, luckily I missed the, the salty kiss round thank you just god arrived for the bubbles yes yes mm. I did uh, so beer the, f- the uh, Jonathan Joseph sh- champagne fridge <laughs> yes mostly <laughs> bought on the floor beer 52 <laughs> if you want a, a fine selection of craft ales delivered to you monthly then egg 20 is your code for a 20 pound discount on your first order try beer 52 and finally we're big fans of rugby fantasy rugby draft it's reinventing fantasy rugby so you can play with a bunch of your mates and not only one person can have Alex Goode or have Thomas Waldrum or George Cruz or whoever. Joe uh, Marchant, who scored a load of points for you. Oh, this week Joe Marchant, what a boy! What a yeah, boy! If you um, if you like like your rugby but hate your family, I would sign up <laughs> to Fantasy Draft immediately. Hate doing anything out in the outside world. <laughs> yeah. I was. If you like panicking on Friday about twelve o'clock, <laughs> yeah. I recommend Fantasy Rugby Draft. Now, to anyone. bearing in mind I was on holiday. I got it in the neck when I was on my phone for about because it's around lunchtime because it was two <laughs> midday, two yeah. p.m. Greek time. Yeah, uh, was was midday here and the teams were out on Friday and we were out in a restaurant. There was a bunch of us and I was just I was on my phone for about forty five minutes. Kate was, Kate was going, "What? What are you doing? I'm trading. Oh, I'm making a I trade. Need, I just need to set my line up. Just need to work it out. Guy, who am I going to trade? Yeah. <laughs> so in the end, I didn't actually do a lot of tinkering this week. I just left it as it was. So I was getting so much stick for it. 
Um, <laughs> rightly so. Um, so, yeah, fantasyrugbydraft.com. They're good mates of ours. Bruce and the boys there have done a great job. We want to support it and make it uh, the go-to fantasy league. If you put the word egg in your team name or and egg in your league name, then Bruce and the boys at uh, Fantasy Rugby Draft are going to create a little shortlist for us to give away stash. Yes, Simple exactly as that. Right. So Precisely. And you can you can go back and change your name to Egg as well. Over the fifty the people si- uh, signed up last week, which is remarkable. What off the what off the back of it? Us. Yeah, considering you need to actually organise leagues. Yeah, well, you, it, now is a really good time. So you need to get ten people, but you've got a couple of weeks break. Didn't we have six hundred people in our ESPN fantasy league? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the old school fantasy league yeah, where yeah, it ends yeah, up yeah. where everyone has the same team. I don't, that, I, I don't, I, I don't play them. No, I don't play I them take anymore. This very seriously. Yeah, th- very. Th- this is <laughs> Jay does take this exceedingly seriously yeah. <laughs> to the point where you frequently contact some, play- some kind phone, of players phone calls are mostly made on Thursdays to try and get the team sheets ahead <laughs> of the actual official which release. is actually not allowed that's well, in- unethical for the players to do that it is but, unethical I completely agree and you wouldn't, well, no, you you wouldn't can't, di- divulge no, 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 no. Uh, true story I have asked for advanced team, team sheets and you can't get them because the players have a clause in their contract saying they're not allowed to well, give anything away, which can give well, it a bit of my brother's retired now. I knew when he was starting. Yeah. Well, they didn't say don't, don't tell your family. Before. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Um, but they do say don't don't tell podcasters who are only interested in, in, in fancy leagues. <laughs> but I was disappointed in one person from Sail Sharks organisation who told me TJ Ioani would be back for the Bristol game. Wasn't, I wasn't happy about that when uh, he's still not made an appearance. <laughs> no, no. Head injury, get, well, what, get well soon, TJ. This is the last bit of fantasy. You've got to remember, nobody cares about your fantasy league except for you. Yeah, It's some of the most boring chat ever. Yeah, we're going to put it on the podcast anyway. But you've got to remember this. Sale might actually go out with a front row with two flankers classed as front rows. Well, they'll have Cameron Neald. And TJ Ioani. TJ Ioani's not uh, classed Briggs. as a front oh. TJ uh, not classed as a front row. No. Is he not? No. No, he's a back row. Yeah, but he, I thought he's listed as a hooker. No, no, that's Cameron Neal. That's Cameron Neal. Anyway, T- TJ Yuani is also a hooker. No, he's not. How no. can Tim sign him then? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. This that is, is this point. is this is boring fantasy <laughs> rugby chat. Just get involved, uh, and thank you very much to the, the people that make this podcast possible. And let's carry on with the podcast. I, like something that's quite light and will lift it. A, a rapid fire rugby social. Do it. Let's go for it. Let's go for it. Rapid. Right. I, I've been keeping an eye on rugby players and what they've been up to on Twitter. <laughs> Ellis Genge got very excited about the thought of eating what? Was it a Melton Mowbray pork pie, a Kit Kat chocolate cake, or a chili beef hot dog? Chili beef hot dog. Um, I know Brian Mujati recently, on his birthday, treated himself to a Melton Mowbray pork pie. Did he? Have you? Do you ever watch The, the Life of Brian? No. So... He his more his breakfast was uh, a Melton Mowbray pot pie with a beer. He then went for a, a Weatherspoon's breakfast, fifteen hundred calories. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. 
But getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Breakfast. On the way back from his 1,500-calorie breakfast, he stopped at McDonald's for a Big Mac. What? And then went to a bakery around the corner from there for like Because a, it was his birthday. Yeah, he was treating himself. His, his rule is, I quite like his rule, he, what, there's, there's a barbecue joint in Manchester. I think they've got one in Leeds and they've now got one in London as well. It's called yeah. Reds. It's good. It's his favourite joint in Manchester. It's, um, and he goes in there and his rule is, when he walks in the door, there's no rules. But then when he walks out, he's, he's a professional athlete again. So he just has one table, <laughs> a big platter of everything you can imagine. Just go yeah. gets through it all. What are you going for, Phil? Melton Mowbray pork pie? I'm going for pork pie. Uh, you're both wrong. It was a Kit Kat chocolate cake. Oh, uh, rubbish. Which he tweeted a picture of to uh, Toulouse Vianu because um, he thought he'd appreciate it. Right, mullet-dicky mm. got some stick online this week for what? Was it topless pictures? Was it his hairstyle? Was it his spelling? Topless pictures. Spelling. Yeah, I reckon he's got a similar sort of spelling age to me. Uh, it was his spelling. Uh, he, he tweeted that he was excited about the Derby, spelt D-A-R-B-Y, uh, with Bath, uh, which got a lot is of... That, is that wrong, is it? Uh, and then and he said, accepting a big game, instead accepting. of uh, expecting. Yeah. So, yeah, he got a bit of stick. Uh, Elliot Daly and Jamie George bonded over what? Whilst they were together on England duty in Portugal. Elliot By the way, who organised the flight for the England squad on Portugal to go on the day when there's three Premiership games? Ah, today? sorry. Just let me God. Uh, back to the best job in uh, best yeah. job in rugby. <laughs> Do a load of Premiership players have had have basically got two weeks off now. They got next weekend off. Yeah, so yeah. they're all they're all flying on holiday now. They get two uh, weeks yeah. off. In yeah, the, yeah, in yeah the of course. Because not got LV. Yeah, yeah. So, so if that's not why you England, don't. Yeah, yeah, that's why you don't want to be an England player. Yeah, or you, you want to be a Hawaii. or you want to be a fringe England player. So you yeah. just get a free trip to Portugal and yes. but then you've still got to no, no, no. Work. Yeah, got to train and work hard. Well, go and get to wrestle El- like Ellis Genge and Co. Have no. your jaw broken? Actually, yeah. Uh, yeah. So Elliot Daly and Jamie George bonded over what whilst on England duty in Portugal? Was it mocha drinks? Was it man bags or moisturizer? Quite a metro Ooh, theme to those options. Metro. Man bags, no. Mockers, almost certainly. Yeah, coffee with the boys. Coffee's too obvious, though. I'm going to go man bags. It was mocker. Yes. Oh. Am I winning this now? Um, yes. Uh, mocker boys, I think, was the hashtag they used. Uh, uh. <laughs> and Dave Ward. He's wore... a barista chic. Yeah, special. <laughs> it really is. That's our second album, Mocker Boys. <laughs> <laughs> And finally, you hit single. <laughs> Mocker boys. Oh wow! Uh, right. <laughs> finally, Dave Ward wore what to training this week? A or B? One of you can pick one. One of you can pick the other. Was it tight cut off jean shorts, or was it a white white wife beater vest? Um. Well, I've seen. I can't remember what Dave Ward was wearing, but they would. They did throwback Thursday. 
So the Quinns ah, they didn't they? had a gym session on Thursday where they're all in like retro gear. Um, Danny Kerr was dressed as Mr. Motivator. It'd be weird, wouldn't it, if you work for Langer Rock? You do work for Langer Rock. <laughs> that, um, that's not too weird. Uh, yeah, but then you had a, a board meeting in because <laughs> they are in work, aren't they? It is work time. It's not like they're having a good, a good, a good time. There. It was a wait session. It was a wait. They session. turned up for a wait session. Like Chris Robshaw was in like neon. Uh, he looked like he was going to a roller disco. Yeah, not doing a wait session. It was incredible. Uh, I'm a procurement meeting. Cut off jean shorts. So JB gets the white white be- wife beater vest. You're both correct because he wore that was his combo with, wow. with some Timberland boots. Nice, nice. for uh, very nice. very village people for his uh, <laughs> f- for his uh, weight session, which yeah rounds off quite a metro rugby social. Very good, excellent. I enjoyed that. Good. So anyway, um, I started saying that I going to the corner. I wanted to talk about Newcastle. Uh, versus Wasps. Yes. Do anyone get to see this? No. no I watched the Bath game. I, I, oh. I've seen a couple of clips. Seen, seen such... Mickey Young diving. Yes. This is such a good example, isn't it, of bad teams staying bad. Um, Wasps were up seventeen three. Uh, eventually, uh, Newcastle got to seventeen six. Then they had a penalty right in front of the sticks, and they decided to go for the corner. How long was left at this stage? Uh, about 20, 30 minutes. Oh, right. Yeah. And furthermore, they looked like a good team. They had about a 20-minute stretch where they had, well, from what I could see, Wasps completely on the ropes. And it was only really that, um, what's his face, centre, keeps on getting injured, now fit. Uh, Waldock. Waldock. Only that he didn't make a pass, um, that, that they didn't score. Mm. So... It just is a classic example of bad decision making and just a poor team continuing to be poor, and that is the reason. They are playing against Waff or well, playing against Wasps away, who are a very good team. Also, in the in the first six rounds of the Premiership, I actually think they've been one of the. I think their their improvement has been one of the stories of the Premiership so far. Um, three three on, home wins. Yeah, they're on three wins. Yeah. Not until they win away, I don't think. And Ex- Exeter have won two games. That's a good point. Gloucester have only won one. Yeah. Uh, and Worcester and Bristol, who are of those three clubs who we expect to be down there, have won one and zero, respectively. Yeah, I was looking at my um, pre-season predictions. The only one I definitely got right so far is Gloucester. Everything else was a little bit uh, wayward, particularly my prediction on Bath. And also my theory that Northampton could win the whole thing. Yeah, and Exeter as well. Sale are in the top six at the moment, though. Yep, Sale are, because they play the nicest rugby in, in the league. Mm, I'm not sure about that <laughs> prediction. Absolutely positive. <laughs> Absolutely positive. And the dog we scored again. He did. He did. He's looking very handy. Mm. Um, quick mention as well, for, uh, Pro 12. Yep. For, uh, the other Friday oh, night yeah, game. of course. Uh, Edinburgh, who I'm, I'm actually up there this coming Friday to watch Ulster. Um, they lost at home. To zebra, first oh, time. Yeah. First time. Right. Zebra oh, hold on. on, a, on is, it, is it zebra? Is it zebra? Is it zebra? Is it any of the above? Yeah. Yeah. Zebra. Go, go zebra. You, know, you know what team I mean, don't you? Uh, we know what team. Yeah, I know. Just uh, like black and white horse team. Yeah. Why are they named after you know a non-offensive herbivore? There's <laughs> no. It's no wonder that wonder that they lose. <laughs> They're not aggressive enough. Yeah. yeah. Can you think of They're a prey. We, can you think of a, a weirder animal to name your? Actually, do you know what? There's a lot of 
Is it, and Springboks are pretty weak, actually. Yeah. Oh, sp- Springboks are uh, elusive and powerful and rapid. We'd, they're kind of not so, like you, if you were going to pick an animal that should be on a South African badge when they're like big, meaty, aggressive, buffalo. confrontational men. It should be like a buffalo or yeah, a bison but... or a hippo or a hippo or a rhino. Rhino, rhino. rhinos, yeah, rhino. But I guess there are. There, I mean, there, there is some, you know. Something cool about a springbok, I guess. There's nothing cool about zebras. No, zebra, their whole, the whole design, the whole reason they've evolved is so that you don't see them. You, you they, they, they can hide. Yeah, it, it, is, and it's yeah. incredibly weak, isn't it? Because predators see in black and white. Yeah. So the whole point is that the zebras all crowd together, and you can't see the outline of um, of the zebra. Yeah. Weak, very yeah. weak. Yeah, very weak. It's like, please, please don't, please don't hurt me. Yeah, that's the whole kind of yeah. That's and, not. But it's also cool. it's also a strategy uh, for survival, which entails some people necessarily be being eaten. So you accept that some of the group die. So what's for the rest of it? What's weaker than than a zebra in terms of international team nicknames? So the wallaby. Edin- Edinburgh Grassland is what it should be called now because they are. <laughs> They are the. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they are what zebra eats. Munch, munch on. Well, zebra could eat. Uh, so, Japan, the cherry blossoms. You can't yeah. even ride a zebra. That's how useless it is. That, that's a pretty weak. Yeah. Nickname. Yeah. It is. Um, yeah, but terrible performance by Edinburgh. Um, a great win by Zebra. Uh, so I'm hoping that Ulster can actually. <laughs> Pull their fingers out and win this mm. Queen weekend. Yeah, and pretty miserable if I got even without their internationals. Do you know we yeah. said earlier on as well about um, Louis Pickamore being the best signing of the of the year? What would Gloucester be without Matt Scott? Yeah, <laughs> he looks great. Ex Edinburgh lad. Um, yeah, he's he's about the only thing in Gloucester that works. You dropped him from your fantasy team. He's on my bench. Yeah, yeah. I. Had Went for James Wilson, who did absolutely. You can't talk any more about our own fantasy. Yeah, teams. sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you're up to Edinburgh. Yeah, this uh, coming Friday. You looking forward to it? Very much so. Taking your Ruan shirt. I will be wearing my Ruan shirt. It's a bit tight, my Ruan shirt. It's a two-man job to get me into and out. Am I? If I work another Ulster game, can I take that? I'll take that shirt and get him to sign it because it'll be oh, a. Oh, that'd be awesome! It'll be a. It'll be, an, it'll be an antique this time next year. Yeah, it will be. I'll be getting a new shirt this time next year. Will you just go and support Montpellier? <laughs> <laughs> maybe. No, I'll be getting a Sir Charles. Oh, nice shirt, Pietau, mm. or maybe a Kurtzier shirt, Ooh, or I'd... even a Hendo shirt. Oh, that's some... For all the, uh, have to think. for Ooh, all the, I'd go for Stuart, Stuart McCloskey shirt. He's he, McCloskey, he's, yeah, he's my favourite Ulster player. McCloskey or Jackson. A few no, years ago, Jackson. it would have been a uh, Tommy Bow. Yeah, is yeah. he is he playing much at the moment? Yeah, he's, he was on the bench uh, last week at Exeter. Now does played, Tommy Bow go to the line? Started this week. He needs needs to get some form back. But he's a perennial lion. He's been a lion for is it two tours straight. Yeah, yeah, two tours. Hmm. Mm. Sean, yeah. o- Sean O'Brien He's as well. never not been picked when. when Key and Healy Sean O'Brien uh, and Tommy Bowe three Irish internationals who need to watch out if they want to actually get on that Lions tour Well Sean O'Brien played this weekend Yeah How did um, he get on? Uh, they won It was a good victory I believe Dan Levy 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 got man of the match So uh, another flanker so obviously Sean O'Brien was outperformed by young upstart Dan Levy um, I think Sean, o- Sean O'Brien uh, everyone, I don't know why everyone is obsessed with keeping him in 
in Ireland. I mean, they've only got a finite amount of money. And yes, they should definitely keep, keep the, the bigger stars. But I just think the cost of keeping them, why don't you just let them go somewhere and not play for an English team and then work with well, Levy they... and everyone else underneath them? Mm. He's not done anything for two years. Yeah, it's, it's the potential, isn't it? And it's and that it... hope of getting him back fit back to where he was. I mean, the, the people in the IRFE just must be watching game tape from three years ago, think, just hoping that one day he gets back, back to his best. I'm trying to think the last time I saw him in an Ireland shirt a couple of years ago in the Six Nations where he had a, a run of form and he was absolutely outstanding mm. he was brilliant so it's it's just getting him fit that's the problem isn't it yeah I, I just don't think rugby nearly values enough uh, players that don't get consistently injured consistently fit yeah. yeah yeah. like Leicester who have got what well, let's just let's just play a game here do you reckon 700 or 700k on injured inside centres now yes Minimum, at least. Whoa, at least. Probably more like the eight hundred. Yeah, it doesn't say much for the amount of salary cap spend that they can they can spend on the third guy. Well, they get <laughs> don't, no, don't you get injury money R- relief? Yes, you do. Uh, yeah, but do. who can you bring in at that? And that's the problem. Yeah, it? that's the problem. Like Saracens now cannot bring in a, a second row. Yeah, someone who's going to be good enough to to play into that. It in that isn't team. necessarily about the money. Uh, it's because you can replace them. It's about the cohesiveness of the squad. Yeah. So if you bought someone in and they've trained in that position and all your patterns are based around them, and you know Manu is irreplaceable in a lot of ways. Oh uh, yeah. Because virtually no other centre in the world yeah. can do what he does. Monmonu maybe. Yeah, yeah. Not Bastereau. No. 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 Yeah. I mean, only aspects of what you can do. I guess. Yeah, because don't don't forget not. Um, Tuolagi, both, 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 both those boys. Yeah, Tuolagi played on the wing for England against yeah. New Zealand. Um, so, I wouldn't find, fancy putting Bastero on the wing. I'd like to see it. Uh, I'd like to for England to play France if Bastero's on the wing. Uh, right, one story that caught my eye. Uh, it's The mystery has been put to bed about who put Michael Checker in hospital. So, Michael Checker's yeah. delayed his journey yeah. o- oh, over yes. to Europe. Um he was forced to delay his journey and not travel over with the rest of the squad. You right, JB? Yeah, fine. Uh, because he had to have a shoulder operation. Now, it was all hush-hush about exactly what had happened, but it turns out Nick Frisby uh, let slip at a, at a, a charity dinner that it was Israel Falau going up to catch a high ball, then landed on Michael Checker and put him in hospital. <laughs> wow. As yeah. coaches' injuries go, that is... Quite embarrassing, but certainly less embarrassing than Warren Gatlin's heels. Oh yeah, which is undoubtedly the the uh, most embarrassing injury. Yeah, Warren Gatlin's heels, right? Uh, I mean, <laughs> falling off a ladder. Yeah, he was falling off and then jumped to try and save himself. It's it's almost <laughs> like, isn't it? Do you know when you do you know when you didn't go out on Saturday nights because you were too young? Yeah, and you ended up watching Casualty. Yeah. And you, you, know, <laughs> you can kind of see it you know, all developing. He's got the rickety ladder. Yeah, he's trying to balance yeah. paint on his shoulder. <laughs> oh, yeah, something's <laughs> distracted him. Yeah. And the dog's barking in the yard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, got game, uh, he's, he's got game film playing in his lounge. He's trying to watch the there's, window. There's, there's some kids shouting and playing in a field, and he's shouting, shut up! Yeah. Like, they're over there, and... Oh, Yeah. <laughs> He's, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, he's got a little, he's got, a, he's got a little portable TV just on the gutter. Yeah, just yeah. Up on his and roof. He, you got to remember, he's um, he's easily he's easily shaken, and he lives underneath a flight path. <laughs> 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 yeah, so that, that's basically what happened. 
That was ridiculous. What are we going to talk to Warren Gatland about when we meet him on Tuesday? I don't know. I don't know how much access we'll get to him or what he'll be like. Or I just can't. I don't know. I've got an image of him being, and I'm probably completely wrong here because everyone I've met so far in rugby has been absolutely, absolutely, absolutely delightful. Everyone it tends to be really approachable, except for Steve Diamond. He's not. He, but I'm just scared <laughs> to talk to him. Um, I've got a feeling that... Because you're just going to come out with, Hi, Steve. Uh, I love you. <laughs> I love you, Steve. <laughs> I love you, Steve. Why, why are you crazy, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> I asked him two questions in, in the media room. It was good fun. Very good. I, I've had the diamond death stare in a post-match <laughs> chat. Oh, my <laughs> word. No, that's not the future of the team. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, what did I ask him? I'll come back to that another time. Uh, yeah, so i got a feeling... He strikes me as quite a cold character. A very serious, harsh, cold character. Maybe I'm completely wrong. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it'll be interesting. We need we need to uh, have a think. If anyone's got any ideas, if you want any Gatlin questions at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. Let yeah. us know, or on yeah. Facebook. Drop us a message on there. We did have um, quite a good uh, British and Irish Lions fifteen that was sent to us on Facebook. That was players who are available to play for the British and Irish Lions who weren't born in the British and Irish Lions. Oh, excellent! Like, yeah, like Jimmy Gopeth. So uh, a, a, if he is available, a disgrace. A, a, an abomination 15 like uh, well no because some of them like Jamie Heaslip oh for right for example okay. who was born in oh okay uh, Israel I think oh right no born. game on yeah oh, game so some, on. some of them are, so, so it's not it's not Nathan Hughes no who's technically eligible some of them are like people he, he will he, go he will be there. a lion he's in there but there are it does include people who were Falatels yeah Falatels and the Vunipolas oh okay oh like. fine so it's fine yeah that's combination. Cool. that's interesting yeah Cool. Um, right, should we have a little quiz? Yeah. And then oh, run, do it, Philip. Run through next week's games to Hold wrap, to wrap this second. thing up. Well, well, uh, well, are there any games other than Ireland in Chicago? Uh, yes, there are. Oh, good. You all right, JB? Yeah, fine. It's amazing, isn't it, how much money you spend on bloody gadgets and none of them ever work. <laughs> ever. <laughs> ever. It's Facebook Live, not... not Facebook Live's down, so that's oh, the end well. of that. Oh, well, okay. Uh, so you got a quiz, Philip? I have. Oh, but just on, on I was just going to wrap up the Easy Falau chat. Uh, Michael Chicker, the only other thing he said was, well, he said two things. He said, uh, when he told his wife that he's having a shoulder operation and he's done his shoulder in, she said, oh, my God, is the player okay? <laughs> 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 and and uh, and he's also said that he wants Izzy Falau at least in one... Dead. ...in at least one game to play outside centre. Interesting. Yes. Yeah, because so. Kurindrani's not been playing particularly well recently, no. and they've got trouble at trouble at twelve anyway. Yeah. So they've got, got, uh, is Tamua available for? I mean, he's not now, obviously. No. Uh, he would have been available selection, presumably. Yeah. So Tamua's out. I wonder if they've got anyone who they can bring in on debut. <laughs> Research. Uh, will he have a look in? Yeah, he, he could well be starting twelve. And the only other final thing is Steve uh, Michael Checker. Uh, turned down a piece, uh, a, a, an, an offer of a beer with uh, Hansen. with Steve Hansen. Steve really? Hansen said, "Let's sit down, have a beer." And Michael Checker, because obviously there was the whole New Zealand Herald newspaper made Checker a clown. Yeah, and they've been giving him a lot of stick. And Steve Hansen's been saying that he's just hijacked the Bledisloe celebrations. Blah blah blah. Anyway, so Steve Hansen said, "Let's sit down, have a beer." And Michael Checker's response was. I don't drink alcohol at the minute, mate. Wow. Cold. Yeah. That is cold. So, quiz. Okay. Okay. Pens and papers ready? 
No, kind of. Well, yeah. Notepad on phone ready. Notepad on phone. JB. Notepad phone. Okay. First question: Which Harlequins rugby player models Burton's big and tall range? Easy. Okay. Next. Which Hollywood movie did AJ McGinty appear in alongside Angelina Jolie? Oh, don't know any Johnny movies really. Don't know. Tim's typing away furiously. That's mm. one you either know it or you don't. Yep. Another film related one. Who played Robbie Coltrane's body double in the Harry Potter films? Easy. I think that is an easy one. Which rugby league club did Marika Koroibete, who is oh yeah, uh, just been called up to the Wallabies, so he's in the Wallabies squad now and might make his debut before making a club appearance. So he might make his international debut ahead of his club debut. For who? Debut. Sorry, say again. So, so the question is... Yeah, yeah, sorry, say the question again. Which rugby league club did Marika Corabetti play for until this season? You, JB, what is going on? Are you all right? No, this... <laughs> no, uh, don't, I don't know You're going to have to repeat the question again. Which rugby league club did okay. Marika Corabetti play for until this season? And he is on the Wallabies tour... Um, and my, he, he was apparently the fastest man in the NRL. Uh, one of loads of fastest men in the NRL. I mean, I think I know about seven now. Well, he was he was the one last season, apparently. I, I hear this at almost about every Australian rugby player. So, Lockie Turner is definitely the fastest man in all of Australia. He was, and, but that wouldn't have been the NRL, would it? There's and a, it, he doesn't play in, but I'm, I'm in sure, Australia I'm now. Sure, I'm sure I hear this about almost every convert that comes over. <laughs> Okay, who was the last one you heard it about? I don't know, you, probably one that you talked to me about. <laughs> um, okay, next question. Which Avicii Premiership club shares the same name as an Australian basketball team? What's the name? What's the, which Avi- uh, shares It shares the same name. name. I can't tell you the what, name. Like, which? The whole name or the, nick- or the, like, the nickname? It which? shares the same name as an Australian basketball team. Oh, Australia. Oh, f- God. Which Avicii Premiership? Yes. Okay. 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 Uh, next question. Which member of the England squad, this current England squad, is diabetic? There's a diabetic in the England squad. There is. Huh. And until I'll give you a bonus point actually, because until a couple of seasons ago there would have been two diabetics, or there was another diabetic in the England squad. I'll give you a bonus point if you can name that player as well. Mm. No idea. Next question: Which All Black, who's currently in Chicago, is a U.S. national? Which All Black? Is a US national. Is a US? That's an interesting one, isn't it? Ah. Uh. Ah. Uh. Uh. Okay. Oh, oh. Right. Final question. Yep. 
Name Ollie Barkley's professional rugby clubs. All of them? There a are, point each? There are six available. Yes! There are six, six points available, minus points for any incorrect answers. Good. Negative scoring. Um, do you want individual clubs or stints at these clubs? <laughs> there are six points available, Jay. Oh, for God's sakes. Okay. Okay. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm just nailing these six points. I've got four of them, and I'm absolutely certain of. Oh no, he went there. That's five. I've got five, and the last one is tough, but I think I've got it as well. And I've not spelt it right, but that's fine. Uh, is there one more? Is there one? Are you sure there's only six? Uh, yes. He had two stints with the what the with main one with the main club. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Okay. All, right. All your questions, answers down. Yeah. I'm just yeah. recounting. Yes, definitely six. Right. First question. Which Harlequins rugby player models Burton's big and tall range? Got to be Jamie Roberts. Jamie Roberts is what I've written down. Incorrect. Because I know Mike Phillips did some stuff, so I thought maybe it was the Wel- a Welsh thing. I thought like he's big and he's tall, and he's quite famous. It is Tim Visser. Oh, ah. okay. Um, next question. Which Hollywood movie did AJ McGinty appear in alongside Angelina Jolie? Alexander the Great. Is correct. Yeah, just <laughs> didn't even know, I didn't even know that she made that film. There you, you go. You know it or don't. Yeah, one nil in two thousand and four. Yeah, it was. Wow. When he was a, a kid. Um. Next question. I think you both got this. Uh, Robbie Coltrane's body double in Harry Potter. Bafes. Bafes. Correct. Two one to Tim. Which Avicii Premiership club shares? Oh, sorry. I've got gone ahead. A question there. Which rugby league club did Marika Kuroi Betty? For. No idea. Gold Coast Titans. So I just I'm gonna guess Sydney South Sydney Rabbitohs. Both incorrect. <sighs> he's gone to the Melbourne Rebels and it was the Melbourne Storm that he's gone from. Mm. Hang on, was that just a pure rug, rugby league question there? Well he's now a rugby union player. He's now player. a rugby union player and people so are getting very, very excited about him. Oh, yeah. Go. So if you'd have known that he'd gone to the Melbourne Rebels, because it's that's a rugby union club, you could have worked it out. Got you. Um which Avicii Premiership club shares the same name as the as an Australian basketball team? It's now a defunct Australian. I basketball just guess team. Newcastle Falcons. Newcastle Falcons is what I went for. Is correct. Damn it! Yes. Yeah. Newcastle's a big town, so yeah. <laughs> God damn it! They've got a good uh, AFL side. So Tim, you're still one point in the lead. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure I know the next one. Okay, uh, diabetic in the England squad. JB, no idea. Chris Pennell is diabetic. Is the bonus points he's not currently oh he's league. not the one he's not the hang on hang squad. on this is like the bonus ball in the lottery it only counts if you have the if, if you have the other uh, ball I, I just thought he was still in the England squad but he's only just come think, back fit think, think yeah. what you like mate uh, Chris Pennell I know he was I'm gonna uh, uh, I'm gonna say if you're not um, it, if you're not got it down I'm gonna give you a point for Chris Pennell then right, you can't you. do that it's a bonus point I make the rules I'll, I'm I'll, in charge I won't have a point for this but I'll it's guess I'll Scarlet guess that it, I'll guess that it's um, Joe Simpson incorrect well, Hem- that's a good one Henry Slade oh, oh, there you go uh, which all black is I a US national it might be Israel Dag okay Snoop Dag 
Um, <laughs> Snoop Daggy Dag. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. I uh, edited Wikipedia this week. Did you? Are you one of those nerds? Well, no. I, I knew w- someone had to do it. I didn't know it was someone so close but, to But me. Phil won't do it to have a laugh. He'll do it to make everything <laughs> right again. <laughs> well, let's see if it's been edited back, actually, because I was on Sam James's Wikipedia page, uh, and it didn't have... I always wondered what one of these perverts looked like. <laughs> Sam James, Wikipedia, here we go. It didn't have his nickname on... Yes, there we go. So I edited it to put his nickname on there. What is his nickname? But there wasn't a nickname section. There was only an occupation section. So I've put his occupation as King of Wilmslow. <laughs> oh, good man. <laughs> uh, and I tried to do the same for uh, Lord Hammer of Hammershire, but he doesn't actually have a page. What? You have to create an account to, in order to... Maybe that could be our new thing. Create a page. Maybe we need to get one of our listeners to do a page for a player. Uh, properly do it. Yeah. Nothing annoys me more than when I go onto a, a, play, play, players, a player's page and it's not there. Yeah. Right, so Newcastle Falcons fans, someone do a Simon Hammers, Hammersley page and it has to be Lord Hammer of Hammershire. Well, Sam, Definitely. Sam Bedlow had his first start today, or his first appearance for sale. I have no no idea about the guy. Someone do a page. Yeah. Tom yeah. Curry got his first yeah. try. First try, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, back to the quiz. Yeah, so you went for... I, I didn't have any, any answer for this. So, he was born in American Samoa, so entitles Ooh. him to, to be... Fekitoa. But I'm only guessing now. No, he was he's Tongan. Oh yeah. Um and he, he actually said that if he hadn't moved to New Zealand and become an all black, he would have joined the US Army. It's Jerome Kano. Wow. Like like that that is universal soldier. Yeah, yeah. as if as if the <laughs> American military right is not terrifying enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh so no points. So Tim you're Still got two, a point lead. Two point two lead. Two point lead because of your Chris Pennell. Oh, well, I've won this then because I've got five out of six for well, Ollie if, Barkley. If you've got them, because there could be some negative points. Yeah, this is a boss. This is an absolute boss. Uh, well, okay. ba- Bath obviously. Yep. So you both got Bath for one point each. Yeah, and then he controversially moved to Gloucester. Mm-hmm. So. Why does no one talk about? Why does everyone say he controversially moved, but no one ever talks about um, Tyndall? Tyndall. Controversially moved. They do say that. Yeah. They do say he controversially moved. Do At, they? Atwood moved the other way. That wasn't. That was. That was. They, they were pretty yeah. sore about that at the time. And Atwood. Right. So he's not. He's. Oh, J- did James Hudson retire this week? Yeah. The ruck inspector the is ruck gone. Inspector's gone. Yeah. What a shame. I was. I thought he'd retired years ago. To yeah. be honest. <laughs> I mean, he retired from competitive rugby quite some time ago. I mean, there's no toys about that. He retired from actually hitting rucks uh, <laughs> about 2004, I think. Oh, what a shame. Oh. Quite like him. Dave, yeah. At- Dave Atwood is Good one of the guy. very few players uh, who's played for Bristol, Bath, and Gloucester. Is that right? Has, did Little? No, Little did. Or Small? Was it Small or Little? The centre. Uh, Australian centre. Not Little. Uh, no, Jason Little. He played for Bristol, definitely. Maybe he did play for all three. And Gloucester. Um, yeah, so Gloucester, Bath. Uh, obviously, there was London Welsh. Racing Metro. So, yes, it was correct. at the time, not Racing yeah, 92. Yeah. yeah. And then I've got Scarlets. I've got all of those. Have you got Scarlets, Jay? Of course I've got Scarlets. They're ridiculous. But I don't know anymore. If you, I don't. Know. I think the last one was. Well, I've lost it. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Grenoble. Is correct. Oh, well played, Jay. So, Tim wins by one. Yeah. God damn it. But, according to JB's rules, I you, should have won. You draw. Well, you draw. 
yeah, I'd take a draw. But here. Tim actually wins. No, I'd take a draw. But in your head, to comfort you, Jay. We mentioned uh, Snoop Dagg, and Julian Surveyor was busting some more moves in Chicago this week. He was out with a, a little busker who was doing some drumming, and he was just doing loads of, uh, oh. of breakdancing <laughs> dance moves <laughs> in Chicago. It's not cool, boys. It's not cool. Hey, bro. It's, it's cool, bro. It's cool, bro. I can da- I'm good at dancing, bro. Me and Ardy. Do some dancing, bro. It's weird. They're all at a basketball game as well. They we, were at, uh, the, at the Bulls, weren't they? Uh, on our Twitter account, we posted a nice picture of them with some cheerleaders. If you've seen that. Yeah. Yep, I've seen that. Uh, insert your own witticism here. <laughs> uh, is Aaron Smith on... Um, I mean, I've got to I mention him. Did he go to Chicago? Aaron Smith. He, he did go to Chicago. Yes. He's not going to miss that. No. no. He's not with the squad. <laughs> <laughs> He's thrown out separately. <laughs> uh, someone so, else who's having a big weekend uh, is someone that London Irish call Fijian Joe. Yes. <laughs> to give him his proper name, Joe Cocan Cocan Signa. Have I said that right? Don't know. Uh, You've, you've said it better than me or Jay would. Co-consigna. I don't know if that's how you say it. I'm, I'm, I'm not your guy here, mate. He was in, he was in London. Co-consigna. Uh, co He was in the London Irish under-18 side last year and made his debut for London Irish today against London Scottish in the Championship and ran from his own 22 to score on debut uh, with, which, with an incredible solo try. Which is incredibly impressive for an 18-year-old, but an 18-year-old who is... Six four and one hundred and fourteen kg. Well, as a as a winger, friend of the pod and listener uh, Ben Slack Stack, who is a huge London Irish fan, uh, put me on this guy ages ago, and you know as I kind of do, eh, yeah sure. But um, it seems like he might this guy might be the real deal, and he's in, the, in England under twenties too. Yeah, been England under eighteens, England under twenties. Uh, 114 kg. So he's 18 stone Good at God. 18 years old. But he can clearly shift because he's gone for a length of the field I've try. Got that, I've got that game recorded, so I might go back and watch it. Yeah, I, I'd quite like to see that try. Yeah, I'd quite like to see some highlights of, of him. Well, that's one to look out for. Yeah, Bolter for the Lions? Nah. Wow. <laughs> wow, that's a bold call. Like it. That was not a call. That no. was a question mark yeah. and not a serious one. Uh, so what's happening this weekend then? So, oh, I've just lost my uh, tab with it all on. Let me get it up again. So it's Autumn Internationals uh, will continue, I guess, um, because we had Bledisloe 1, uh, sorry, Bledisloe 3, which is always the start of uh, the Autumn Internationals. The most pointless game in the rugby calendar. What's more pointless, Bledisloe 3 or the England-Wales pre-tour match, which they did <laughs> this year? Which is a non-cap match with half the players missing because it's the day after the yes Premiership and Pro Tour Finals. Which one is more pointless? Uh, probably the non-cap match. Yeah, Bledisloe 3 is bloody awful. <laughs> it's just another chance for New Zealand to rub Australia's mm. face in it. Wine Michael Chica up a little bit more. So Now there is one game this week I am phenomenally in- interested in. Wales-Australia? Nope. Uh, Island, New Zealand. No. Uh, United States versus the Maori All Blacks. No. Barbarians versus South Africa. Definitely not. Japan, Argentina. Correct. Yeah. I, I am particularly interested in that as well, actually. So that's happening in Tokyo. Uh, 
at uh, about 11 o'clock at night on the Saturday night. Perfect. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be on TV anywhere. It must that, be able to that'll be it from somewhere, right? That'll be yeah. It must be available somewhere, but that'll be a very, very interesting test for Japan because uh, we had a full year without Eddie Jones, um, and we'll, it'll be very interesting to gauge their progress. And obviously, you've got an Argentina team who are a very strong team. Of they won't have their European players, but they played the Rugby Championship and played reasonably well in the Rugby Championship without their European players. So it'll mm-hmm. be a good test. That interesting game. Next game? Well, Friday night, which is on BT Sport, um, United States versus the Maori All Blacks. Oh, I can't watch this. Which is, well, this is the kind of game that the United States should have. No, it's, it's, not, no it's, it's not the quality of the game. It's the fact I'm not there. Oh, right. You want to, yeah. I, I can't, so last I can't time, stomach it. Last time it was, oh. Oh. So good. Well, because you and your selfish wedding with your selfish holiday allowance, otherwise we would have gone. I know. I'm sorry. Are you? Are you really? Okay, fine. I, I am sorry because I want to. I wanted to go. Not that much, Phil. Not that much. Should we look at cheap flights now and just do it? Oh, I would go. That's 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 a myth. Flights don't get cheaper the closer you get to it. It's all about booking them early, Phil. Okay. Which means like blooming World Premiership Rugby. Hurry up and confirm a New York <laughs> game. We've got a venue for a live show. We've even got some fans. Believe it or not, you know we've got everything ready to go. Except for the guys who are going to play rugby. Yes. They, 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 they don't know if it's, if it's going to happen or not. Which is rubbish, really. Because if you're going to plan your trip to New York, it's a fairly hefty bit of expenditure. Yeah, yeah. You need to know early. Yes. So hopefully they'll release it. They'll, they'll let us know, I don't know, two weeks before. <laughs> that would be superb. Um, of the other games, so there's only really two, well, excluding the Japan-Argentina game, mm-hmm. there's two big games. That's Island New Zealand, um, which is Soldier Field. Hopefully, they actually open more than just two doors. Yeah, well, we went right, and there was we literally... almost missed kickoff. There were thousands of people. Yeah, just because none of the doors were open. But it was a full stadium. Yeah, yeah, full stadium with no, with no open doors. Yeah, God knows what would happen if there was a fire. Because getting in there was an absolute nightmare. Yeah, we missed um, we missed all the patriotic fireworks. Did they have a flyover? They had a flyover. We we. Walked onto the pitch just as the hacker was taking place. Oh, well, you know, the, the sheer amount of GDP that America must waste on flyovers is staggering. <laughs> Fireworks, flyovers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, right. Does anyone think that Ireland have got a realistic chance of beating New Zealand? No. No. Well, they've got a chance. They almost did it two years ago. Yeah, they did. They Last won. play of the game. Huge nah. lead. Yeah. They blew it. Nah. Well, do you know what? I'm going to say there is a chance based on the fact that the current opposition in the championship are just not very good. Uh, that's New Zealand's yep. opposition. And Ireland are quite a powerful team. So if they... I mean, New Zealand have not been scored against for so long now that I think they've, al- they've almost forgotten what it's like to be under pressure. And Ireland went away to South Africa in the summer and beat them. Their Six Nations performance this year wasn't as good as their previous two two years, but they won it the previous two years mm. this is Ireland are short of a couple of injuries um, like Hendo might not be fit because he got carried off the other week um, Sean O'Brien and Keen Healy are, well Keen Healy's back they're both back now fit but not properly fit so they're not they're a good side they've got a lot of key personnel in place this is as good a 
chances they will get to beat New Zealand. Yeah. But I still don't think they well, will. Do you, you've also got to, I don't know if it's going to make much of a difference. I know the All Blacks are very popular anywhere in the world. They're a world sporting brand. But didn't they dye uh, the river running through Chicago green for St. Patrick's Day? Uh, they do. They do every year, don't they? Yeah, so it's almost going to be like a home, like a home yeah. game for Ireland. And maybe there might be some quite strong Irish Irish uh, support there. Yeah, you'd think so. Hmm. Uh, I am going for a New Zealand win. I think I would love mad to, not to. I would love to see an Ireland win. Yeah. I think it, I think it would be important for the sport if Ireland got a win. Uh, and then Wales Australia. Mm. So Wales are on uh, a run of eleven consecutive defeats against Australia. I think Wales can win. I think they should win, but I don't. I don't <laughs> think they will. Hmm. Uh, Australia. Two, really, two what, weeks ago, they got hammered. What are Australia bringing? I mean, good question. They've got injuries all over the place. They've got disrupted backline, disrupted forwards pack. They've not been playing particularly well in the rugby championship. A coach with no shoulder. Yeah, yeah, and a coach who has been fallen out with Steve Hansen, blaming referees, blaming the media, um, blaming anyone but the players. Which, which I quite like. To a degree, oh, taking boys. the pressure off the players, but we need—I don't know when we're going to do it. We might even do it this week if we can arrange a time. We need to get back in touch with the green and gold lads. Yeah, they've, they've been on, so we need to. We might try and sort it out for one day this week. Yeah, we'll do that. Shall, shall we? Yeah, good. Sounds good. Game on. Definitely. I, I think Wales are going to sneak this one. I think they might do. I hope so. I really hope so. But then there's this almost like a curse or a jinx or something. Stopping them I think because they've been cl- so close, so many. They times. haven't had an Australia side this poor coming to play it in Wales they that poor for though? a long time. Yeah, are they that poor? Or, or relatively speaking, make, everyone looked terrible. No, no, they are. Well, we're going to find out, aren't we? But yeah. well, I think they are. But New Zealand comfortably beat Wales three times. We're in over we're in year summer, one of they? a four year cycle, and I mean Australia will be 2019. They'll be contenders, but they're they're poor. By their standards at the moment, so I, yes. think, I think Wales are going to do. Them. Mm. I'm going to go for a very close game. I think Wales, you're right. Wales probably should win. I'm going to say that they're going to trip up. They're yeah, gonna, I think they're going to somehow up. conspire, like in the World Cup game where Faletau drops the ball over the line, and even though Australia have two men in the bin, they can't exploit an outside gap. Yeah, I'm with you. But I, what I do hope from that game is that we actually see a bit more of the attacking intent that. Wales brought to New Zealand. JB uh, hopes to see much less of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah a lot less. Direct uh, yeah, Jamie yeah, like, Roberts running. Genuinely, rugby. the most exciting bit for me in rugby are, are days like today when Bath are camped on someone's line. <laughs> and it has, twice it's happened with Bath, and it's scrum after scrum after scrum. <laughs> that is so exciting. That and a good defensive standard, the two most exciting plays in, in, in rugby. I am glad, though, that the final try was as good as it was in that Bath Exeter game. Yes. And it was a little bit of brilliance by George Ford who just he looked for the pass and then he straightened a little bit and Ian Witten stepped in and he fired the flat miss pass to Rocco Mm. brilliant wonderful stuff Uh, so that is your international rugby this weekend there is LV Cup and stuff which I'll probably try and watch a little bit Yeah, but we're not going to preview is a one game in there that we should look out for well, there's there's a couple that uh, I suppose you wouldn't know until the team sheets are out. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, it's not even it's not even on the BBC uh, rugby 
fixture list. Well, the things the LV Cup. The LV Cup. Like, all the rivalries got the window, because no one cares. <laughs> uh, so, the only time you actually... It's, for instance, if, if there's an exciting young player you want to watch, well, then that is interesting. Or if you're interested in your team's second string. But until you see the team sheets, you've got no idea. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, it is. It's that step up from the A-League on a Monday night to slightly more serious, and you'll get players coming back in, or players who... Like, uh, players who... Of senior players who haven't been playing, haven't been making the first fifteen. Yeah, not a huge fan of the LV Cup. Good enough to say. There right. is a, there is a full Pro Twelve fixture list this coming weekend though. Yeah. And as I mentioned, I'll be up in up in Edinburgh. Um, Pro Twelve. Yeah. So uh, if if you see someone, uh, a short lad wearing uh, can, a room Pinar top, are you okay getting a getting a ticket for that for that game? Uh, yes. Why? Well, you know, they're in oh, the... At <laughs> Murrayfield. Yeah, yeah. 4,000 crowd in a 60,000-seater <laughs> stadium. I'm sure they stand on the pitch on Murrayfield, don't they? I don't... Uh, I'm not sure. I think there's, like, a little... A little kind of... Little, basically a rope, and you stand behind the rope on the, on the pitch, because there's so few of you. Uh, well, Bath Leicester, I know you're, what you're talking about with the... Uh, I, I'm, at the I'm working at this one. Bath Leicester is Friday night mm-hmm. uh, in the LV Cup. Quinn's Exeter... I think there'll be a lot of good young players on show in those. So yeah, those, those would be the ones I'd keep my eye on if I were you. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Well, they're the two live games. So uh, right, go. good work. Well done. Good work. Well done all round, except for Facebook Live. Boss, <laughs> my stupid Wi-Fi. Go on, sign off, JB. You take us home. Uh, yeah, you can find us at the at. I keep saying the Rugby Podcast. That's a completely different podcast, and don't follow them. Or you can follow them; they're good guys. Well, good guys too. Just not uh, as good. Yeah, just not as good, I guess. At Rugby Podcast, follow us on uh, like our Facebook page, uh, and go and check out the sponsors: Cornstone and Beer Fifty Two. And I guess we'll see you all maybe midweek if we do something with Green and Gold and Warren Gatland. And oh, of course, and Warren Gatland. So if you've got any questions for Warren, send them over, and we'll consider. Warren G using them and if we do use them we won't give you any credit yeah so until next week boys I'll I'll see you then bye mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.